So Tracy, we're up and running. How's everything coming on with you this beautiful sunny day in North Carolina? I know it's sunny. You know, somebody was just telling me it's 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 going well. Somebody was telling me that I guess what two thirds of our country is like in snow or something crazy yeah. like that. Can you imagine Texas? I, you know, I, you know, that's how much I'm, I'm in my own little, you know, world. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see the sun. I have to say that because we've, for those of you who don't know what's been going on here in North Carolina, it's just been raining, 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 raining. Yeah. I, you know, I'll take the so. rain though, because uh, what, what I'm hearing about in Dallas, you know, no power, no water, you know, just services yeah. off. So they were running to the, to the farms that have um, firewood right mm -hmm. to, to light up the fireplace fireplaces so yeah uh, if you have them correct correct <laughs> if you have a fireplace yeah, yeah otherwise correct. you're making a little a little fire outside you know somehow mm -hmm. i don't know it's you know again it, there's there's challenges all around and so for those people who are dealing with that i'm i'm terribly sorry i know that can yeah you know you do what you need you do what you need and you can do yeah, correct. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. And and if you can do something for others, you know, go out there and do something for others, right? Yeah, that that's sure. what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah. But you know what? Uh, what's going on with you? What is going on with me? I realize I'm like, I guess I'm growing. Like my head is like cut off here. You know, it's 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 interesting. I I'm kind of feeling it. I've been using the analogy of of the. Um, trapeze bar mm -hmm. so if you ever watch trapeze artists and you know they they have to in the beginning you know that they, they have to learn that flow of when to let go of the bar that they have to go grab the other bar and correct and i and i've been talking to so many clients and, they, and i feel like myself included obviously you know because again that's always how it works um it's that we've let go of that trapeze bar of what we've known but we're still in the hang time between grabbing the new. Uh, uh. And, and what happens in that ebb and flow stage or the mm. in-between, right? It's that in-between is that it, it, it's almost like that crucial moment, you know, when we're in a crucial moment, you know, some people say near death experiences, there are life flashes before them. But what really happens is we get really crystal clear real fast yep. about what it is we, we need to know or we need to do. And I feel like that's happening with a lot of us is this crystal clarity, but it's coming from inner guidance, hmm. right? So more and more people have been telling me how, you know, their bodies are talking to them, that they, you know, through, they're doing more meditation and through hmm. that, you know, they're being spoken to and things are becoming more clear. And, hmm. and I think that that's, that's what happens in that hang time, right? Whether it's the hang time of, am I going to live or die? Or it's the hang time between, you know, it's where we're being initiated mm. into that next level, whatever that is, it's different for everybody. Yep. Um, so there's that piece going on that I've been kind of observant of, you know, listening to other people tell the stories and my God, that fits into that analogy so well. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other piece of, you know, really honoring the, the, you know, again, what within those also inner, inner voices, inner guidance, you know, the, within the messages, yeah, there's, there's information that always hooks back to me needing to make a choice to decide. So let me be more clear, mm -hmm. you know, where I may get a feeling of a, a lot of stuff's been coming up around the past for me lately, for whatever reason. 
And, you know, I, I think about it as, as reconciling, right? Reconciling the bank account, reconciling, you know, feelings, emotions, thoughts, whatever. Sure. And, you know, past stuff. And so something will hit me like a, a you know, memory of some way. And it may give me an emotional experience or mm -hmm. it may give me a mental experience, right? I start thinking something about it or feeling something about it. Gotcha. And I've been aware of the fact that traditionally what I've done, I'm not going to speak in we because I can only speak for my, right? Mm -hmm. What I've done is we start to make up, I start to make up the story about what the other person, you know, they said this and that made me feel this and, and, and this new awareness over that is here to train me, right? So mm -hmm. this emotion, there's something in me that's still stuck, right? It has nothing to do with that that story that's long gone, even if it was a story that happened two minutes ago, it still doesn't have to do with the story. It has to do with what it's triggering in me that is, is a, a sign and signal that there's something that I need to attend to. Gotcha. Right. And really taking full accountability and responsibility for my own, you know, charge, so to speak, taking charge of my charge, you know, it's like, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm in charge of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of me and everything that comes from me that happens to me that, yep. that, that is about me. Um, and, and it's been very illuminating because as I work through those thoughts, feelings, you know, and all of that, that is where a lot of this clarity is coming and, and, and where that then tends to bring me. So I find it's the day-to-day -day thing, you know, I'll be you know, grappling with something the day before and the next day, the clarity just brings me to this whole new place. It's wow. like arriving on a new island, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. And all that comes with that. And it's just like, wow. And then another experience comes along and I grapple with that and I work through that and then boom, it brings me to a new place. Hmm. And so it, it's like island hopping. <laughs> <laughs> island hopping of sorts lately. And I've been discovering so many things about myself that is, I think that's what self-love is really about is as we start to focus on this first core relationship, which is the one with ourselves. And we start to, you know, just like we would fall in love with another person, we start to fall in love with who we are. I mean, when we're falling in love with the new person, you know, over time, obviously we start to see some of the flaws as well, but you know, we, we, we learn to love, love regardless, like love, you know, love them, not even despite, but love them because. Correct. And when we do that with ourselves, it's that same experience, but it's so deep. Another thing that I've been experiencing is the love as I come through the grappling of certain things and into this place of love is it's almost overwhelming. Mm. Like I've, I've sat a couple of times in the last two weeks with this feeling of love that's washed out, washed over me for, in one case, it was for my body and just how far it's taken me through life. And mm. another was, it was for another person. Gotcha. But the expansion of the love feeling was so much that I was just like trying to sit in it. It was just like, Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. this feels so big and I'm crying. And it's mm -hmm. just like, this feels so huge. Like, wow. can I wrap my arms around this, this, this big love? Wow. And so there's been, you know, I know I'm all over the map with your no. with answering your question, but it, it's been, it's been a ride. <laughs> it's been a ride, but it's been an inner ride of self-discovery. That's just been immensely rewarding. So, so you you're still in the hot seat you you said you're you're discovering these things can you share one two three uh what 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 are you discovering about tracy waldman phillips 
Well, so one of the things that I said to a client today was I've been coming into, and I said, I'm sharing this in case it helps. Cause I'm hearing from you that maybe that's what, what you get to hear or need to hear, mm-hmm. but it's who am I and why am I here? You know, I found myself in a conversation with my husband, you know, a couple of days ago when we were on a walk and he's been really feeling like it's his mission to uncover some of these things that have been going on in the world. Right. He's just Mm -hmm. like, there's just stuff that doesn't add up. And, you know, he's, he's a Scorpio. So he's always looking for the, uh, he'd be a great PI. Let's put it that way. Okay. Gotcha. And, you know, he just wants to dig until he finds the answers and, you know, he's, he's passionate about it and he's explaining these things to me. And he's like, I would think you would care more about this. I'm like, okay, well, how do I frame this? I care. I care a lot, but it doesn't feel like it's my mission. Mm. And I think that that's the piece is that not only are we not, we, we, we are designed with different perspectives, right? We have different perspectives on things based on our experiences in life and our predisposition, our personalities and all that stuff, but also we're here. So who we are and then why we're here the missions we're all on is different. I said to him, like, I'm not, I'm not being called to put my energy and efforts into that. You are. And I completely support that. I think that's magnificent. I'm here. Go boy. You just, you know, tell me what I can do to support you, but Hmm. it's not my, I'm not being called to that same mission. If that makes sense. It's not that it isn't important to me and I don't see the significance in it, but my energies and efforts are being called elsewhere. And that's my mission. And we only have so much energy, right, in us. And so we have to decide where's my passion, where's my mission. And that was what we talked about is I'm like, you know, it, it I am here 100% to support you. And I think it's great. And, and yes, it matters. And go you. And thank goodness there's people like you who want to uncover these things. That's just not what I'm being called to do. I'm being called to run into that building called you know, burning building called corporate work with these leaders who've been doing it a certain way. That's not working for them, not working for us, that they're huge impacts in the corporate, you know, machine. Correct. And we need to start turning this boat around and they, they don't know, they don't know what they don't know. Right. And I'm, I am being called piece by piece by piece into that direction. And my energies and efforts are pulling me there. Everything Mm. I decide to do, everything I decide to engage with, everything I'm thinking about is in terms of leadership at high levels, leadership at high levels. I don't want to burden myself with things that aren't a part of that. And this discernment is becoming so clear in me. Mm. I don't want to think about, you know, again, and it, he says, well, is it just putting your head in the sand? You know, you don't want to think about the environmental things that are going on. You don't want to think about, you know, are we all going to be forced to, you know, do things the same way, you know, and, and being forced against our will for certain things. I'm like, I care, but again, I'm not being called to be one of those frontline people. Mm. Mm. And, and I think there's a huge distinction because we're all, if we're passionate about something, we're looking around expecting everybody to be passionate about it too. And that may not be everybody else's calling. So we get to focus just on our calling and then meeting up with the people who seem to have the same calling we do. So we all march off as a tribe to kind of work on that mission together. But can we still be together even if we're not on the same mission? Absolutely. We can be in complete community because we need different people to play different roles. I mean, it's like a tribe. Not everybody can be the chief. Not everybody's mission is to be the chief of the tribe. Right? So that's... That's where I've been lately is just in this, I'm just, 
and also honoring other people for, you know, not looking at them and going, well, why aren't they passionate about what I'm passionate about? Yes. It's, yeah. it's been so clear to me. I mean, it's mm. crystal clear. And, and that's kind of where I've been living in this place of like, okay, what's mine? Who am I? And so you asked me the question, who's Tracy Phillips? You know, what am I discovering about myself? Mm -hmm. I'm discovering that I am this incredibly passionate being. Yeah that came here to provoke, evoke, and potentiate, mm. right? Those core people who I came to work with. Mm. I didn't come to work with the world. I mean, I have many people said, you, you need to go on a huge platform and speak to the world. I'm like, I'm not being called in that direction. Some people are, mm -hmm. I'm not. I know I am here to work with a certain group of people, right? In a certain way. Wow. And, and, and the more I'm true to that, and it doesn't feel limiting, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like, oh, you're just scared. You want to hide in a corner of your niche. No, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels true. Mm -hmm. It feels right. It feels like it fits. There, right? There's enough and, time and place. Yes. And, and that may evolve over time for right Correct. now. That's my truth. And that's my, 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 my knowing, Correct. right. Over time that might change, but it's been, it's been really cool, you know, to get that level of clarity. And it's like, uh, just, you know, the do you boo thing is really, is, is really it, you know, it's, I do me, but as I do that, as I focus on me and who I am and what I'm here for, mm -hmm. the clarity also extends to everybody else. Correct. So as I'm listening, I'm like, oh, that person's here for that. Correct. Oh, that person's truth is that. Oh, I completely honor that. It's not how I do it, not how I see it. But boy, I totally honor that that's where they are and that's what they came for. Right on. You know, I, so, so many whew, in my conversations over the past year really has I've really focused on my, my preposition and or but. So, most times when somebody speaks, we'll go, yeah, but, yeah, but, and that, that's an eraser. It erases everything the person said. It erases everything the person said. So I'm speaking in a, da, 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 but I said, oh, no, 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 no. It's not a, but it's an, and it's an, and because we're doing an, and here, I'm not erasing everything you've said. I'm bringing my thoughts now to this table and you know as people are listening we have Lori. hey Lori, how are you doing uh i see you're having a good evening uh carl carl my man you know so things so I, I mean when i say my man we're not buddies but we may become <laughs> buddies right but um you say right that, now we're all buddies but now you know hey carl what's going on bro <laughs> i you said i love that because i felt like i had to be good about everything that's when you were speaking about understanding your mission we are not called to everyone um i was so frustrated uh, when you're a minister you feel you have to do everything someone asks you to <laughs> oh carl Okay, this is where I was going. I was, I was going to go wow. based on your conversation. <laughs> when we understand our mission, it's not a but to the other people's missions. It's an and. Moreover, when we understand our mission and our purpose, we are so clear about what we're supposed to be doing that when someone sees you in your zone of excellence, they think they can call you, whereas you know you're supposed to be in your zone of genius. 
And that's when you're supposed to say, uh -uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm good at administrating, I'm good at technology. However, when you come and say, well, and I want you to come and be part of my organization where you will lead the technology in administration. No, bro, I'm not. I'm, that's not. I, I have to work on this mission of going to build churches, hospitals, schools, clinics around this world because I know when I fulfill that, the ROI will be way greater than what I did in operating for you. I'm not being selfish. I just know that I know my path. I know where my path is. And when you when you when you when when you answer those questions that you know Tracy is to do, you know, go into corporate and change, take this this big old um, ship and slowly change it, you know, change this course. Tracy, you may you may you may. <laughs> there are times when it may seem as though, and this is to other people who are so mission driven. There are times, not there are times, if, ah, uh, thank you, Lord. When you're mission-driven, it's not something small you're trying to change. Mm -hmm. It's huge. So why do we feel mission-driven people when we are operating our mission that we say, ah, oh, this thing is, is it going anywhere? Is it? Am I making change? Am I, am I, am I fostering this thing that I'm working? You're supposed to think that, but it's, the thing is so huge that remember what we said earlier before this, this meeting? Oh, wow. Season two, EP four. And then we said, ha, huh, in no time, there's going to be a body of work that's going to, we will have a library of what we're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. There are destiny helpers who will come alongside you. Now, destiny helpers, for a period, they are going to come and assist you. They also have their mission. Some people's mission are to become destiny helpers. They just point and say, there's that person who's supposed to be doing that. There's that person who can help you here. Oh, the person is standing at a doorway waiting for Tracy. Before Tracy gets to the doorway, they say, Tracy Waldman Phillips, you may meet her one of these days. She's excellent. She does this. You're not in the presence. They are just, they're, 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 they're there to speak your name. And when you get to that gate, when you tell, hi, who are you? I'm, I'm Tracy Waldman. Oh, you Tracy? Look, the doors open for you because that, that destiny helper, that person who went ahead and, and heralded your name has opened up a door for you. And that's what we do in this world where you said somebody's going to come and assist Somebody's going to come and assist. It's not their mean job to do. Maybe their mean job to do. Doesn't mean, you said, everybody's not supposed to be this chief. But in our various conversations in this walk of life, <laughs> you will be an assist to somebody as just yeah. as somebody's going to be an assist to you. For sure. So how I do call I them earth angels. You know, we all get the opportunity to play those assists, you know, and again, and sometimes it comes as a challenge. Mm. We challenge people, right? You know, and, you know, that's, that's the other piece. I, I did a talk yesterday on empowerment dynamics and how to create situations of empowerment versus disempowerment. And there's some simple models around it. 
And, mm. and again, so the question is, who am I and what's my mission? Why am I, right? Who am I and why am I? And then there's these great tools to keep us in a place of invitation. That's been the big word that I've been using lately is how can we invite people into an mm. empowered dynamic, like seats at the table. You just said it exactly what I've been thinking is that when I know solidly where my seat is at the table, then I can invite others, you know, to take a seat wherever they may. You know, I had a, a great conversation with a, a visionary potential client a couple of days mm -hmm. ago. He says, you know, we were talking about the concept of coaching. He says, yeah, I mean, I can see how it can help, but I just don't like being told what to do. And I said, oh, that's, that, that's an interesting take. Is that what you feel coaching would be is, is, <laughs> is a person telling you how you needed to live your life, <laughs> run your business, you know, whatever. He says, yeah, he says, I, you know, I, I like, I think I like the idea of framework and parameters and accountability and all that, but you know, I just, I like to figure it out myself. I said, well, let me just tell you, that's, that's the way I see coaching too. Correct. Right. I'm not a consultant. I'm a coach, you know, Correct. and, and again, coaching is about helping you discover you, but with the additional viewpoint of the things you can't see mm -hmm. <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're you. Correct. And, and so where you can get more information, but ultimately the coach is there to help you ground you in your capacity to make your own decisions. That's what a creator does. They make their own decisions mm -hmm. and they stand by them. If I'm doing it for you, there's none of that happening. So mm -hmm. I'm right there with you said so visionaries have to, especially feel like they're not being told what to do. Mm -hmm because we're not here to follow anybody's lead. We're here to set a whole new- There's no roadmap. Way to do it, Correct. right? So Correct. we can't follow. So some people's mission is to follow, is to be a part of the troop and do the, the stuff a certain way. Others of us, we came in to break the molds and create new ones. I mean, but everybody's mission is equally important. Correct. Equally quote unquote big, even if it doesn't look big like an Oprah Winfrey mission, it, it can, it can be big in its own right. If, if your mission is to do work in your community or just in your family or just in your own life, you know, I mean, it isn't about measuring it as far as what we constitute big and valuable and small and insignificant. Correct. All of our missions are big, right? Potentially. And I think that, that, but it's knowing what ours is and being able, as you said, you know, to develop. But I think once we do that part of what happens, because disempowerment dynamics come from fear and anxiety, which comes mm. from, which is an ego response to the story. Now, what does the ego do? The ego protects. What does the mm. ego protect from? The outside world, right? So when we're battling with the butt, right? You said the yeah. and and the butt. Correct. The butt is competition, rivalry, you know, like, no, if I have a seat at the mm. table, then if you have a seat at the table, somehow you're taking up my seat, right? <laughs> And, and that's when we don't know, like this woman in a group the other day said, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm not finding any good people for this position I'm trying to hire for. Mm. And my first response in my head, cause I'm not coaching her was she's not clear on who she wants. Mm. The only reason she's not finding that she's not able to offer and invite that person to that seat at the table is that she doesn't even know what her own is probably, mm. but she has no idea what that seat is that she's offering. Correct. Right? right. We need to, and, and, and we can only become clear of that when we become clear within ourselves of these things, the what, the what, and the why. Correct. So that's the piece that that's really coming through, you know, very, very right. clearly. And, and it allows us all to be in this space of potentially, if we choose love, connection, curiosity, 
you know, because really ultimately, if we look at the triangle of empowerment, you know, so we've got triangle creator at the top. That's the person who takes full responsibility for everything in their life. They know that they have the choice always Mm -hmm. and they focus on what they can do. And they look down the triangle to the two corners out into the world and they see, well, I need support and I need challenge to grow. Right. Mm -hmm. And we can even change the, 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 the roles from creator, coach and challenger to love connection and curiosity. Mm -hmm. A challenger will, will, will charge you with curiosity to come outside of your comfort zone and grow. Right. And the connector is going to connect you with the resources and information, things you need Mm -hmm. to support you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we're all here to create this love, you know, this, this feeling. And that's why I think this expansiveness is holding. It's like, how much can you hold? Hmm. How much can you receive Hmm. where we start to shut down because someone's showing us attention? It's because we can't receive. It has nothing to do with that person's love. Like it's not good enough or it's not the right person or no, they're just giving love. Yeah. But if we have a hard time with that love, it's because we haven't opened up our capacity to receive, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I've been finding, like I said, you know, when I have feelings about certain things, what does that reflect back to me? Gotcha. Right? What is that telling me? And one of the biggest things is that I'm being grown, and I think we all are, to hold more love. Mm -hmm. Because where we we can hold more, guess what? We have more in our tank. We have a bigger tank because we're holding more. So we have more to give. You know, you, you, what's, what's going on in, in my world is, is, um, gosh, Tracy, you spoke for 30 minutes. Whoa. Wow. A lot coming through. <laughs> I'm just teasing when I say that, you know, how I tease. <laughs> um, love wrapping, just, just, just looking at what we just spoke about. Um, I think it's increasing our capacity to, to 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 love and that capacity is self and and others right right because i think we talked on this a while ago that loving someone also means not taking their 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 loads their drag but being able to open a door so that it can one drop the drag or pass through the door you're opening and learn that my goodness i need to dump this drag right so that i can become a better person um my mine is i'm i'm just highly focused on on three things uh so bill i'm gonna come to my three things bill bill just dropped in and it's stuff to balance listening for your mission and being open to it, parentheses, open the right and real one versus forcing what we think it should be or told it is. Yeah, so for it's, sure. you're so, so true. It's, it's, I think it's all about meditating and introspection. Um, if, if you are a spiritual, we are all spiritual people. Uh, depending what spirit you you're floating with right so i'm floating with the holy spirit i meditate with the holy spirit and the holy spirit supernaturally lets me know what i'm supposed to do right there's a whole lot of searching and seeking that you have to go through and i think it segues into what what i'm going through right now in this season it is understanding that i'm not i have no part to play in this, but obey the 
what's coming to me. You had said it in a way earlier today. You, you, you said it, I, I, I didn't want to keep writing, but it was in, in, in line with, I'm, I'm going to be free, the freedom to do what I, what, I, what I know my mission is. And the way the mission comes is, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a higher, it's a higher, higher delivery that comes to you that says, this is why you were made to, to fit this space, fill this space and operate in this space. So my, mine is, I'm doing three things in this season. And the three things are very, very simple. Focus on God. One, two, write the books that he told me to write. And three, fix my house. Did I tell you this before? You did. I did. And, I, and, and it hasn't it, shifted or changed, it, it which says a lot shifted, right there. It hasn't shifted or changed. And I'm, I'm, I'm meditating the other day and it goes, but you're doing two out of the three. Why aren't you doing the third one? And the third one was the book. I'm, I'm happy using my hands to, to, to fix molding and, and, and script paint and do all of that. I'm great at, oh, I'm going to wake up 2 a.m. and meditate to God. But the writing the book part, I was, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And he said, hey, dude, you're not writing the book. Oh, that's true. So I started to write the books. I'm, I'm writing the books. What's my mission in this? I got an overall mission. <laughs> now nah, something's coming. We have this overall mission, but there are subset objectives, rather. There are objectives and goals that build up to develop this mission. So in yours, you're writing the book, you're speaking to the clients, you are coming on here and talking, because the fact we aren't wasting our time to come and talk, because trust me, you've got way better things to do. I've got way better things to do than to come here to just shoot the breeze. We know that it's part of our mission. This is a subset, there's an objective, a goal in here that builds up a body of work that will support the mission one of these days. So as I'm saying this, there are some of you out there who are, you're in the process and you're saying, but wow, this thing, this thing doesn't feel like it's supporting my mission, trust and believe the process. There are sections of your mission that you're not doing the, the glorious thing that you perceive. I'm not building the churches and the hospitals and the widow centers right now. No, but what I'm building is I'm building the character, the spiritual character that will enable me to do that. Because if I go just with the physical and whatever comes my way and I, I'm just operating on the physical, ah, that mission is done for. Whatever you're doing, building you up now, it's so important for your mission and for what you're, what you, what, what, what God has for you to do on this planet. So my thing, Tracy, those three things, my dears, you know, sticking to them. Maybe next week's gonna change, but I'm not looking forward to it. I know most times it's a year or two or three, and there's a process of waiting. There's a process of being patient. There's a process of understanding that when it tarries, it's gonna come through. And when it comes tr through, oh my goodness, it's never what you perceived it to be. It's always going to be better. It's always going to be more people who will, who will drink of this thing that you are birthing. This thing that you are birthing, I, I haven't done it before. You know, I, I don't want to do it because I've seen what it does. But after the nine months, the travail, 
when you hold that baby in your hand, it's you, you never really saw the baby. You saw pictures, you saw images of it, and it's never, it wasn't a baby. It was a vision kind of that you saw. But the true thing that you birthed, when you hold it in your hands and you behold it, oh my goodness, it's beyond your words. So I will end with this and punt to you. You, you be patient with the baby process, the baby making process. Be patient with it because when it comes, it is going to be so amazing. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, and it's, it's funny because we do forget, you know, that you talk about the, I think of it as travail, you know, which is the word work in French, the travail that we go through, you know, in order to create. Mm. And uh, the funny joke in our family is, you know, I, I was in labor for about 18 hours with my daughter and, you know, my husband just watching this in, I, I think his face, you know, the nurse said his face was, was harder to look at than mine, you know, through the whole thing. Cause he's just, mm. you know, feeling completely like there's nothing he can do to make it better. Right. And, and, uh, as soon as she was born and they were cleaning her up, because apparently I don't remember doing this, but I looked up at him and said, Oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> he just was like, what? Where the heck have you been? 18 hours? Shoo. <laughs> I mean, seconds after it was over. Mm, that wasn't that bad. Wow. Yeah, we forgot, like real quick. Wow. Um, but, you know, I, I, I feel so you were talking about why we do this. And one of the things that has come up for me, I was talking to this, this person the other day, and mm -hmm. he has this voice for radio. And the first time I met him, I'm like, oh my, have you been in radio? Like your voice is just like the perfect radio voice. He says, no, no, I haven't. And I said, well, you know, it's grounding, you know, and some mm -hmm. of us, that's what grounds us. I mean, what the gifts we have are for others, but they're also to help sustain ourselves. Correct. And I always find that I process best when I'm talking. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons I do this is because it helps me process through, I mean, I, Sometimes I talk to myself, but I'm not always walking around talking to myself. And so it gives me, like when you ask the questions, when we bounce these things back and forth, mm -hmm. it gives me the opportunity to stop and ponder and work through and make connections and hear the value and ground myself through my own voice, mm. right? Others can be grounded through our voice. And I've heard that a lot. People say, mm -hmm. gosh, every time I talk to you, it's like just hearing your voice makes me feel peace. So obviously my voice was a gift to help ground others, but that same gift was given first and foremost to, for ourselves, I believe. And, and so that was the first thing that I was thinking of mm -hmm. is that I do this first selfishly because it grounds me and, and what grounds me is supports me and what supports me allows me to go out in the world and do my mission and be mm -hmm. who I am. Mm. Right. So this is a valuable piece in my life, you know, in any time that I can have these high level conversations, I mean, we can't have these conversations with just anyone. Mm. Right. Mm. You know, and I think what's beautiful is we're putting it out there into the ether. Some people it will resonate with other people will be like, what in the world are they talking about? It's like, oh, it's all over the map and I don't get it. And they're not making any valid points or whatever. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But for us, if, it, if it soothes and feeds and nourishes us first, and then the benefit is that anybody else that resonates with that, it helps them too. Yes. That's why we're here. I mean, this is a huge key piece and anything mm -hmm. that we choose 
to do mm. should first fall into that category? Is it supporting or challenging me to grow? Right. Because the other thing that this does is it challenges me too, because I'm a deeply personal person. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes you have to pull out, hey, Tracy, tell me more. Mm. Can you give yeah. me details? Yep. Yep. You know, I've, I've always been a deeply personal person and I don't talk about a lot of my stuff. I mean, I was on an interview the other day and just randomly found myself sharing all these crazy stories that have happened in my past. And the guy's like, whoa, you've been through all that. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't really talk about it. Yeah. My joke, because I thought, well, normally I wouldn't talk about it because people think I'm making it up because it's so crazy, mm -hmm. but it, I don't talk about it because I've just always been deeply personal. Yeah. And yeah. so this is really stressing, stressing. It, Ooh, I don't know where that word came from. Stretching. Stressing, right? <laughs> stressing the need for me to expand and come out of my comfort zone mm. only as much as I'm comfortable, right? Some of us are very comfortable just being like, hey, open the doors and anyone can come in. I will always have a certain degree of comfort. I do believe in keeping a lot of things personal. And part of me is I'm just, I don't like to live through drama. In other mm. words, I don't want to be defined mm. by drama. I find that that doesn't resonate with me. Like if I'm listening to an author on, on Audible or whatever, and they're just so into the drama story, mm -hmm. it turns me off. Mm. And so again, some people relate to that. They subscribe to that. They resonate with that. I don't. There's a certain degree of using it as a tool and growing from it that I, that I embrace, mm -hmm. but the, oh my gosh, oh, ah, ah, oh, you can make a platform because you suffered or struggled. That doesn't resonate for me. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. Correct. It just is not my thing. It's not yours. Correct. Right. Correct. And so that's the piece that I think I get to walk my, that line of what seems relevant and helpful for me and possibly for others and what just seems not in that resonant point with who I am and what I came for. And you know, Tracy, we, we, and I, and I know that of you about you. I, we, we have conversations and it's, it's, there's a lot of third, third party references. Yes. You, you go with I was speaking to my client. I was speaking to my client. I was speaking. But if what I know about the speaking to my client conversation is you were really talking about yourself, but using the client <laughs> as a reflection mm -hmm. and, and, and speaking it. So I, I, I hear it and I go, okay. So the question is, so Tracy, tell me what, what, what happened with you? Like mm -hmm. when you were talking about the conversation and I said, hold up. Um, what are you, what are you discovering? And, and here you come in and you discover love and you explained all of that. It's just like when we first started on the phone, when you and I were talking, well, like you, you would tell, you would say something, I would say another thing. And then we decided, huh, we should, we should, we should put this out there and let people hear it. Right. It's a conversation that we are, we're talking about ourselves. We're talking about what we're walking through. What and most of you are, most of you, Carl, Bill, Lisa, you're going through these things because believe it or not, everything that we're saying here and those who are staying and listening, it resonates with you. That is what we're supposed to talk about today. And when I go in and ask a come ask you a detail about, so um, Tracy, tell me something, this personal thing. 
when you do say what you're saying, it aligns perfectly with the years, the listeners. That's why you're free to give it in that moment. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. That really resonated. What you just said hit a mark. Because, you know, something that I've learned about myself a long time ago is that I only, you know, tend, of course, a lot of people see me as a big talker. You know, I talk a lot, but I only say what I sense is valuable to, to my audience. Let's just call it audience, the people around me. Mm -hmm. I don't talk superficial, superficially. I don't talk just to hear myself talk. Right. And, and that anything I'm saying, I'm being called to say for whatever reason, both for myself and for others, but, but there isn't anything just to fill in the gap or to, to, to just have words thrown out there. I'm always very, very, um, intentional, you know, not only with choice of words, but with how much I say. So again, that's where I say it comes through, but I really appreciate that you said that because that again, aligns completely. You're absolutely right with a deep, deep truth that I've known about for quite some time. You, 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 when you say that just now, you know, my wife was talking to a friend in the UK three, four days on Saturday. So I'm on the floor, I'm laying on the floor. She's on the bed. We had a power, power went out on, on Saturday and she's talking to this guy. I know him. And she says, man, I need you to do a video, blah, 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 blah. And he says, man, Verlin, I don't want to do the video. And I say, man, you know you want to do it. You are a grown-up boy growing up. So a grown-up boy in Liberia, it's slang for popular ladies, man. You just, you just rolling, right? You, right. you baller, you know, play basketball. So you were the jock. So you're a jock, right? Mm -hmm. And when I said it, he laughed. And when he laughed, um, you know, he went on with this conversation. He went in the conversation with us. He went on with Verlin. I dropped off, you know, went on doing my thing. A couple hours later, um, the Holy Spirit hits me saying, they don't, you, don't, you shouldn't have said that. I was like, I was just kidding with this. No, you don't kid like that. Mm. You don't kid like that. You don't use your words flippantly. And I go, so I asked Verlin, Verlin, can you give me his number? So I could talk to him and I talked to him. I said, man, I'm sorry for, he said, no, I knew you were joking. I said, I know I was joking and you knew I was joking, but I'm trying to be intentional in this season with what's coming out of my mouth because just in case you didn't understand, what would you have thought? Just in case. So when you talked about in our conversations here that you were speaking intentionally, it's so important that we start to speak intentionally, meaning, Stay quiet when we have to be quiet. If you don't know, I don't know. Or when you have something to say, you say it respectfully with an and, not with a but. Yeah, you know, when you just said say it respectfully, I'm actually starting to tear up. And what that, um, what that inner uh, mechanism is for me, mm is something that needs to be shown, right? It's, it's that, it's that, you know, it's almost like you get stripped down. Like you just get stripped down to the, the key components. Mm. Reverence is such an important thing to me. Like I know that I came here somehow to bring that message forward mm. is that if we can be more reverent and honor, honor one another more, mm. you know, it isn't just about the love in order to get to that level of true, you know, um, what is it? Unconditional love. 
we first have to walk in reverence. Mm. Right. And, and so when you said that, I mean, it just, it hit this chord of like deep truth, deep, powerful truth when it comes to message, you know, because I feel like when I get sad these days, it's because that's missing. Mm. It's, 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 you know, and it can be subtle, like ghosting where someone loves someone deeply, but for whatever reason, they're challenged in that relationship. So they just walk away. Mm. They just drop the relationship. And, and that love and that connection just gets totally, you know, it's not being honored. Mm. That's more subtle or more obvious where people are just outright, you know, like cutting people off and cutting people down and, you know, just not know that's wrong, you know, and, mm. and just being completely irreverent that brings so much sadness in me. I mean, I just feel like this world, it's if we could just stop and consider, you know, I mean, one of the things yesterday in the Q and A was people said, okay, this whole dynamic of empowerment, disempowerment, like how do you deal with somebody who's in perpetrator and they just, they're trying to control the situation and they, they're just, you know, all in the power struggle. Mm. Um, how do you deal with that? I said, well, you hold your space in your empowerment place as creator. So first of all, it's that boundaries, right? Let's say you want to play challenger to their perpetrator, you know, they're in the disempowered role, you're in an empowered role, mm. right? How do you do it from a place of listening to what it would sound like on the other end? Mm. So when you deliver whatever you have to deliver before you deliver it, think about how it will be received. I mean, it's that Maya Angelou, Maya, Maya Angelou quote. People will forget what you did. They will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Yes. And, and, and so even if we're trying to, mm -hmm. you know, help someone out, you know, by, you know, challenging them in a respectful way, part of that respect is how will, and again, we can't control how somebody, the meaning somebody is going to give to something. Correct. But I'm talking about the intention from the heart. Is my intention to cut them down and stop them from their power trip? Or is my intention to invite them to a better place of interaction from a place of compassion and honor and love and kindness and, and again, invitation as opposed to control. I need to just show this person. And if I have to bring them down to a smaller level to show them what, I mean, that that's just going to breathe more. That's disempowered. Wow. That's, I think, where this emotion is coming from, because that's the message I needed to give today. Mm, mm, mm. Um, you know, and you said it, you, see, <laughs> you said it makes you sad, right? Uh, when I see those dynamics. Correct, yeah. correct, mm -hmm. correct. And, uh, you know, there's something called the um, holy discontent. And when you see those dynamics in play, the thing that draws you to it that that is considered the the that's what fuels your mission it fuels your mission what what are you discontent what's what's that thing in this world that makes you so pissed pissed is one end of the spectrum sad is another one right what what makes you and then it moves you to create solutions you say your husband's looking at these things and oh man i want to find you aren't you it moves you to create. So what is, 
my sister Tracy saying that I'm going to reflect out to you because this is what eavesdrop is about. As you're walking around on this earth and you, you are not, people tend to say, oh, I don't want to be touchy-feely. I don't want when you truly walk with your eyes open and you see what's going on in this world and it makes you sad and it makes you um, go to the drawing board to start to think on how to fix it, you're finding your mission. The yeah, thing that, that, yeah. that, that makes you want to, to figure it to, out. To figure it out and you can't you can't sleep even in your sleep in your dreams in in your conversations it's just rich with and people are looking at you like man what's wrong with you or some of you don't even want to tell people you're you're it's going on in your head you're thinking it you're thinking it you're beginning to form your purpose you're beginning to form your mission you just saw and tracy <laughs> i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing with you when you tear it up and you and I and I saw him, I'm looking at you like you can't help it. It's you. When that thing occurs and you know that's your core, that's your core, that's you ready to operate in that space. That that and, and guess what? Guess what? If you're thinking, how am I going to do this big thing? That's the wrong thought. Start doing it. People help. Help is on the way. The people who are supposed to be by your side to do this thing, Tracy Waldman Phillips is doing what she's doing. Whatever I'm doing, we are coming and being the, the assistance in order for us to stand in this season. Mm -hmm. For us to stand in this season. And you, you touched me. You. <laughs> <laughs> So mine is, yeah, I could tear up, but I also, I laugh like that when I'm, <laughs> it's my expression of, of, of being able to come and stand by your side and, and, and say a word that I wasn't even, didn't know would mean anything to you, right? Mm -hmm. But that's what it's about. Mm. Yeah, thank you. And, and you've done a really good job of, of also adding to the and part, right? Adding to my message and where I'm, I'm, what I'm feeling right now, where I'm coming from, you know, I think that's, that's the key piece too, is that when we, we saddle up to one another, it's, it, it's also, if we get it, it's to add our, our perspective to that. If it can clarify it for other people or add, just, I mean, just add to it, right. Add that energy forward because, you know, that's, that's, I think we went, I don't know how many, how many conversations ago when we were talking about the a lack of honor and how this country started by us coming and taking it away from the natives. Mm. And then that was the most dishonorable. And then we put them on reservations and then we take away their reservations and cut down their land even more and put them on the land that can't be cultivated and can't is unlivable. And, and I mean, talk about dishonor. I mean, the things we've done and, and continue to do when we judge other people for their decisions. And, you know, I mean, these, these people's decisions are not hurting or maiming or, you know, I mean, but we make up stories that they are, yeah. you know, that person being that way threatens my way. That's a story. That's, that's, that's not true. And it's so dishonoring because we want to just control, 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 because control, what is that ego? 
It's because we're scared. Scared. We're being little five-year-olds mm. and we're creating so much chaos and havoc and, 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 and lack of connection because of it. And so, you know, I'm here to say we have, we have models, we have, but we also really need to be held self-accountable. We really need to take the time and stop projecting. You know, I said to someone, I was like, you know, it's a victim stance when we sit here and say, I'm waiting for the government to figure out this COVID thing. And then I can go back to my life. That's victim. I'm sorry. It's victim. Go out and live your life. Yes. Do what you think you need to do to stay safe and everything, but, but in your mind, stop waiting for other people to do it for you or give you the answers, mm. right? Because victim, the victim is helpless, mm. right? That means you have zero control of your life. Right. And that is just not true. We always have choice. We always have the control of choice. Mm. Right. So when we're thinking from that vantage point, like you said, we will go looking for solutions. When we're thinking that we have no control, we will also acquiesce to, well, there's no point in me coming up with a solution because I have no control. Mm. Right. So we stop living. We stop adding our value. We stop being and do, you know, we stop being who we came to be and, and, and following the why, which is our mission, because we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting for the other person to call us first and apologize. We're waiting for somebody to come and give us that job. We're waiting for our kids to finally appreciate all that we've done for them. We're waiting for what we need to honor ourselves first by stopping the waiting and then honor others by stopping the control and the expectation and all of that that comes with it. That's where the deep sadness comes from. It's multi-level and multi-layered, but it all starts from dishonoring the self by putting ourselves in the situation of thinking we're victim to our reality. And second, then projecting that into the world, mm -hmm. you know? And, and so I, the sadness is that I just, I came here to help facilitate people coming back home to themselves, remembering the power that they have, remembering the mission that they're on, I want so much for people to remember so much because that's the base of everything. We want a stronger society. We want a stronger economy. We want a stronger world. We want a better place. It all starts there. And, and Tracy, it's you, you, let me, let me put it out there. You know, I'm not going to add or remove anything to this. I'm going to put it out there and say, I believe, I believe in you. I believe you will be, you are a, an agent of change. I believe that you will, this ship that you're looking to turn, your mission, you will be very successful. I believe that you will, you will, yeah. you're a pioneer. I believe, I believe you. I believe your, your tears just now wasn't, wasn't show. I believe your sadness, your sadness, where it's 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 here to 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 put space for us to to have reverence for each other, to respect each other in this conversation, in this in this walk of life. I believe you. I trust. I trust that you're going to be successful. I know you're going to be successful. Thank you. Um, I'm going to end here. I'm going to end here and, and, and I, I trust you. I trust you. Thank you. I trust you too. Mm. I appreciate the space and I appreciate the honor that you always give to me, you know, and I think that that's where it starts, mm. right? It starts by us modeling how that looks, <laughs> you know, and living into that, embodying it. 
right? And so I just thank you for, for being my playmate in the sandbox and showing how, you know, showing just not based on we're here to lead the world, but really based on, again, following our hearts and our mission and believing in that, you know, and not, and not veering from, like you say, whether it's the focus for the season or whether the focus on the season is to add to the, you know, incremental steps towards the ultimate mission. Right. I mean, that's really what it is. There's no end game. It's just the, the unfoldment yeah. <laughs> of each level. I just thank you for being such a willing and active participant in that. Ah. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for being with us too. Those of you who stuck through the conversation and those of you who will listen later right. and just finding you know, your way. Hopefully we can help the best we can. Bill, Cara, Laurie, Emma, thank you. And all of you who are hidden and didn't say anything. <laughs> you guys have a good one. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Goodbye. Bye.